Blog Talk Radio. and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Red vs. Blue High Stakes Radio, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football, and usually I'm joined by the big blue co-host himself from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent, but Mike is working tonight, man. He's uh, had a snow day, uh, took a little day off there for the snow and here in the Midwest, and so he is going to be working tonight. Uh, we are going to have our good friend John Haskell join us here a little bit later, one of the former world champions of the Fantasy Football Players Championship back in 2010, $100,000. He's going to talk to us tonight about what it's like to win one of those big checks uh, like we awarded to Glenn Lowy this past weekend at the Super Bowl party uh, at the Mirage. It was a pretty special deal, if I do say so myself. Uh, it was a special time having uh, Glenn picked up at the airport with him and his wife, Audrey, uh, getting in the limo. They they toured around the city a little bit. They go to the Mirage. They have their room at the Mirage. And then on Saturday morning, uh, Fox 5 uh, in Las Vegas shows up. They do a full-scale interview with Glenn. Uh, Jason Feinberg, Feinberg was out there uh, from Fox, the sports correspondent. And then we had the Mirage executives out there, and everybody's out at the check ceremony in the sports book on the busiest weekend of the year where we're awarding the check. And that's what fantasy football has come to these days. You play in a national contest, you win the thing, you're out in Vegas at the Super Bowl party at the busiest weekend of the year in the Mirage Sportsbook collecting your check for $150,000 with he and his wife. It was just a really special time. A lot of memories were formed this weekend. And then, of course, we had the big game Sunday. Uh, Probably, I would say... Okay, you have Tampa Bay in the Gruden days. Uh, you had Baltimore and Ray Lewis in the Super Bowl. Uh, again, those were two hellacious defensive performances. I have to say that that Seattle defense was probably the best defensive performance I've ever seen in a Super Bowl. 
the best one I've ever seen in a Super Bowl. The way they were able to just attack those receivers, it was incredible. There's Paul Theoret just jumped in the chat. Uh, the Dynasty Football World Champion, good to see Paul in there. Brothers Mayhem also as well. Welcome, uh, fellas, to Red versus Blue. Just me tonight until John Haskell will arrive later in the program to talk a little daily NBA and what it's like to win a big check. Uh, but for now, we're going to break down also this high-stakes draft that's going on in the FFWC right now. It's called the Hardcore League, and it's hardcore for a reason. Because we're in February, we're drafting. The day after the Super Bowl was over, Peyton Manning had taken his lumps. The Legion of Boom had done their celebration dance, and were already preparing for their, uh, their grand entrance uh, into downtown Seattle at the parade. We're drafting at the FFWC, the very first draft, or you might call it the last draft of the year, but it's the first draft of the season is taking place right now. Some of the best players on the planet uh, are drafting right now, and you have to be. You have to kind of know what's going on, otherwise you're just throwing your money away. This is a $250 league, $250 league. Uh, they're trying to win a seat at the main event in 2015, a free team in 2015. We are going to talk about drafting early in 2015, why, uh, 2014. Why not? Why not? If players want to draft in the main event in May, we say let them draft. If they want to plop down $1,600 and they think they've got a better bead than everybody else does, I say have at it. And you get to see what these drafters are made of. Right here in the chat room, uh, there's a link on our page uh, to this draft. We'll make sure that that's on there. But I want to introduce the drafters. Uh, follow me, Mark Moyer, Jethro, Jeff O'Dell. Uh, he's joined the FFWC and is playing this year. Welcome, Jeff. Kyle Stein, a veteran of the FFWC, is Blue Ox. That's Team 3. Altadena Assassins, Kurt Kikas. Hug, Todd Hunter. Everybody knows Todd. Breaking A, Ann Paddock. The only female in this draft. Ann can definitely hold her own. Uh, Skanks is Paul Felker. Squid is Frank Nunez. Commando Fro, winners of the Mirage Invitational Draft. They're in this league at the nine hole. They selected Josh Gordon in the first round. I'd love to talk to those guys about that pick. Chris Hart and Tobin Biokini. Fantasy Smurf, Christian Warikas, picked up a couple of Dynasty World Championship teams this past week. War Kittens, John Duckworth, and Coyote Streakers, Mike Santos. So he draws to the 12 hole. There's a lot going on in FFWC. I don't really know where to start. I do have an outline, but I feel like I'm going to scrap it uh, right out of the gate. Uh, we talked a little bit about Glenn Lowy, the fantasy football world champion, collecting his check in Las Vegas. We are taking sign-ups. Let's talk a little Dynasty. I like Dynasty. I play in about 11, to be honest with you, uh, 11 Dynasty leagues in all. Uh, it started with one, and it just kept growing. And that's what it does. Uh, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Okay, 12, actually. I'm in 12 Dynasty leagues. One of them is a Dynasty Experts League that I do for Toolbox, which includes IDPs. I really wanted to get down with the IDP to figure out what that's all about, you know, taking a couple of defensive players, a linebacker, a safe, you know, a safety or a cornerback, a defensive end, you know, just get my feet wet in there a little bit. But I'm not really an IDP guy. I don't, I don't claim to be. But it started with one, and now it's 12. Dynasty, the concept's simple, right? You draft all your players. You keep all your players. The only way you improve your team is every year through a rookie-slash-free-agent draft and through trades and free agency in the regular season. So you can definitely tweak your team. What's happening right now is all of the people that played last year 
are saying they're back in or they're not. We've had a handful of teams. I think we've had eight or nine out of the 144 that said Dynasty was a little too much for them because they just weren't ready for trading, uh, people sending offers their way. They felt like they were falling behind. We had a few health issues uh, with, a couple of, with a couple of owners. Uh, just for various reasons, maybe, you know, and that's why we created the Dynasty Football World Championship, was to expose the regular redrafter to Dynasty concept. But anyway, 144 teams uh, signed up in record fashion last year. It sold out before it even started, just about, and uh, we had the 144 teams sold. Most of those guys are back. There are a few teams that we sold, and we put them on the message board, and they sold just like that. They're already gone. They're already gone. But if, if they become available as these uh, players are coming back in, we'll let you know on the message board, and you can take over a team, and then you can tweak that team. You can rebuild it through trades or what have you. Or you can wait and hold out. We will be opening up new startup leagues in the Dynasty Football World Championship for year two. There will be new teams competing. But what the coolest thing about the Dynasty World Championship, and I don't think enough people talk about it, is the Dynasty King bonus. It's every three years, or I'm sorry, every year, we look at the last three years' worth of data and to find out who's the best dynasty player of them all. Because we had to eventually say something. We had to eventually say, hey, over a three-year period, the team that has the most points is who is the first dynasty king. So some teams are building for that three-year run. Some teams built to win last year. And you know what? That's great. Good for them. But only one team won. Paul Theoret. He won. And uh, he's not built for just last year. He's built for now and in the long run. And that's what I really like to see. I like to see teams built for now and for the long run. Can you sustain? Because your team gets old really quick. I mean, if you're sitting on guys like Frank Gore, you're disappointed because he what value is he going to have when he couldn't average four yards a carry in the second half of the season? behind one of the best offensive lines in the league. You have to think that that's a great opportunity for Marcus Lattimore, who I absolutely am gobbling up anywhere I can uh, in in Dynasty League. Marcus Lattimore should be okay. Kendall Hunter is good, but I don't think he's going to be a workhorse, and I think Gore is really on his last legs. I do think there is some value to guys like Andre Ellington. Andre Ellington, they say he's a little too small. But I think he showed a lot in his first year. He broke off a lot of big runs. And you can say what you will about him, but he will break off big runs next year as well. He'll break off big runs next year, and he will earn a bigger piece and a bigger role of that offense. I think he can be a full-time back. That's just me. We'll have to wait and see uh, if the coaching staff in Arizona agrees. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pass this draft board over again into the chat room so you guys can take a look at it. Uh, there, there's a lot to see here. Jamal Charles, LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson, Matt Forte, the top four picks. I think it's very wise to take Matt Forte in your top five picks. Matter of fact, I was talking to Ian Ritchie. He said, man, if these guys don't take Forte in the top five, they're idiots. <laughs> and he was joking. But, you know, really, that's Matt Forte for you. He was really, he had a really good year. He had a really good year. And you got to think that that offense is going to get better next year under that coaching staff, uh, 267 carries, 1,229 yards, seven touchdowns, and the kicker for Matt Forte, 70 receptions. 70 receptions for Matt Forte. Ex-surfer, 420s in the chat room. Welcome aboard, my man. Calvin Johnson at the five pick. Eddie Lacy at number six. Wow. You know, I start to think about Eddie Lacy. I'm saying, why would Eddie Lacy be drafted in front of Marshawn Lynch? Well, it's very interesting. They had very similar statistics. 
Eddie Lacy missed a couple games early in the year, remember? He was out week three. He missed week two pretty much. He had one carry. And then he was on bye in week four. So he missed two games early on, managed 263 carries, 10 touchdowns, and 33 receptions. You compare that to Marshawn Lynch, he's 278 carries, 11 touchdowns, and 35 receptions. They're basically the same back. What we saw out of Eddie Lacy was basically Marshawn Lynch. Now you're buying a, a, a second-year guy, Eddie Lacy, instead of an older Marshawn Lynch, a 28-year-old Lynch, or a, a young stud running back like Eddie Lacy behind a Packer line. And, and look, they didn't have Rodgers for most of the year. They didn't have Rodgers. And he was still getting it done. But think if they have Rodgers, how much you have to respect that run game now. Uh, and res- to respect the passing game. Excuse me. The passing game will be respected. That should really leave things open for a guy like Eddie Lacy. Really bad there to see the the, the Pacers uh, down 85-77 to 77 on Portland. And that is an offensive charge. Pacers are in a little bit of a slump. And they're still leading the league. That's, that's interesting. Uh, oh no, that's not an offensive charge. They're giving uh, they're giving uh, the foul. Okay, good deal. Pacers are still in this game. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number if you want to call and chat. I'd be happy to talk about um, any topics that you have. But we're looking at a recent draft. We're going to be breaking it down. Uh, Demarius Thomas was taken at the seven pick by Skanks. You can't argue with that. Uh, obviously, Peyton Manning is going to play another year. We know he's going to play. We know he's going to play another year. Jimmy Graham at eight. That's a tight end in the first round, and this is only PPR. This is no one and a half or two points per reception here in the FFWC. It's one PPR, and Jimmy Graham was taken by Frank Nunez, a very good high-stakes player. So you know when that's happening. Uh, It's a very safe pick, very safe play. Now, he did get hurt this year. We know that, but come on, this this guy is a monster. 285 fantasy points, and he missed a game. And he missed a game, and he was gimpy a couple of games. There were there was a half a dozen games where he was questionable or probable, and, and you really didn't know how much he was going to be involved. He still got his touchdowns. Fifteen touchdowns on the year for Jimmy Graham. That guy's no joke. That guy is really, really good. Josh Gordon is another guy who's good. And, look, if you're in a dynasty league, I want somebody in the chat room to tell me this. Why wouldn't you sell Josh Gordon right now? Josh Gordon, why wouldn't you sell him right now? The definition of dynasty is to buy low and sell high. Well, it doesn't get any higher than what Josh Gordon is right now. Josh Gordon's value has never been higher than it is right now. It will not get higher. I promise you. I promise you Josh Gordon's value will not get higher than it is right now. What he did in this year, and look, let's let's give him a little credit. He stayed out of trouble. Stayed out of, he stayed out of trouble. Two 40-point games on the year, four games over 30 points, and, and five over 20. That's a little bit of de- deceiving there. A lot, of, a lot of guys can get you five 20-point games, but four games over 30 points for Josh Gordon is spectacular. 80 catches, 1,500 yards, and nine touchdowns for that team, for the Browns, and that shambles of a quarterback situation that they have for the most of the year, very, very impressive for Josh Gordon. Could I take him over A.J. Green? I don't know. I don't think so. Not with the not with the fact that you always have the head case factor. You don't have that head case factor with A.J. Green in the offseason. He's got to make it through the summer. A.J. Green, 94 catches and 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. I mean, 
come on, you really you're really going for broke with Josh Gordon when you don't have to do that with AJ Green? I take AJ Green all day long over Josh Gordon in a redraft right now. Uh, when I was in the Kentucky draft, funny story, Jason Kahn, one of the former world champions uh, himself, won three hundred thousand dollars one year. He's from the Cleveland area, and he said. I was out partying with Josh Gordon just last weekend, man, and he was driving like 160 miles an hour after drinking all night. He's like, the kid hasn't learned nothing. That automatically scared me off of Gordon because I thought I was going to make a pick and I'd probably end up wasting it, but that kid kept his nose out of trouble. So I give him credit. At least he kept his nose out of trouble, and, you know, all season long he did. But I still think the definition of dynasty is to – Sell high. Uh, question in the chat room. Brothers Mayhem. Actually, D-Jax before Alshon surprises me. Uh, you're looking at it the wrong way. Alshon was number eight. Deshaun was number nine. Okay, but it is. They are very close. Deshaun Jackson at number nine. Feels a little high to me when I've got guys like Randall Cobb, Pierre Garçon, and Antonio Brown. I'd have to take all those guys over Deshaun Jackson personally. But he had a nice year, 79, 13, 0, 4, 9. I mean, that's a, that's a really nice year, but I couldn't take him uh, over those guys that I just mentioned. I, I'd, I'd even have to consider Jordy Nelson with a healthy Aaron Rodgers before I went to Sean Jackson. Brothers Mayhem says, what's more valuable, the points plus what you get in a trade after one to two years or what you get for trading now? That's a good question. I always feel like uh, you have to evaluate, you know, if you're let's, – let's say, for example um, – you toughed it out with Marcus Lattimore this year, right? And then you have these offers coming in for Lattimore, and it's like, dude, I held on to Lattimore all season long and took a goose egg from that position all year. Why would I trade him now? It just doesn't make sense. Don't just throw an offer at him. Make it a big offer because you know I held on to Lattimore all season for this year. It's the same thing with Ben Tate owners. If you held on to Ben Tate, last year, and now he's going to become a free agent, you better come strong on an offer for Ben Tate. You better come strong for an offer uh, for Ben Tate if you want to get him because he's going to have an offer, and maybe he's uh, playing for New York. Uh, what's another team that might need him? Uh, anybody have any names here? Let's see. What's another team that might need Maybe Tennessee if they deal away Chris Johnson. The Raiders, you never know what they're going to do. Another team that might need a running back. Uh, let's see, no Sean Moreno's probably gone. That'll be Monty Ball's team. Mm, I don't see any. Oh, Miami. Maybe Miami's not going to be happy. Oh, the Patriots. Paul Theoretz saying the Pats. Or, or Paul Theoretz says the Browns. Yeah, you're exactly right. The Browns The Browns need a running back. And that's that's a, that's a good good point. I wonder what rookie running back is going to be the, the toast of the town. Uh, will it be Trey Mason from Auburn? Will it be Lake Seastrunk, the, the 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 kid that just uh, at, at Baylor was so good, 5'10", 210? Um, there's a lot of good rookie running backs out there. Will it be Kadeem Carey from Arizona? I just don't know who they're going to take. There's there's a handful of interchangeable rookie running backs, and I don't really know yet where they're going to go or how they're going to shape up. The wide receivers are a little bit more clear. When you're talking about Sammy Watkins and Marquise Lee, and there's another handful of wide receivers that are all going to be very good fantasy picks uh, in rookie drafts. 
but the running backs is a little bit more of a question mark, and plus you have the free agency going on uh, with the older veterans looking for a spot. There was a huge conversation. Let me switch. Let me switch gears for a second. Talk to our Colts correspondent uh, last night and a couple of days ago. Our our other Colts correspondent. We have two of them here in Indianapolis. Both of them told me the same thing. They said this: the Trent Richardson. Uh, there is still a lot of faith in Trent Richardson in the Colts front office and that Donald Brown will not be re-signed by the Indianapolis Colts. Now, that's huge. If that comes to pass, Donald Brown's going to be looking for a home. They, they, they quote it for two reasons. One, that they are, there's still a lot of faith in Trent Richardson. Two, they have a lot more pressing needs uh, this offseason. They really didn't uh, capitalize in free agency like they wanted to. Oh, very good. Uh, Broken play for the Pacers, but they're down by two now at home to the Portland Trail Blazers. 89-87, 4.59 to go. Uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see what they do without Lance Stevenson uh, available. He's a heck of a heck of a player this year. Uh, but back to back to the Colts. They have faith in Trent Richardson, and what we saw last year was <laughs> a shell of a former first-round running back, right? Not the first round running back that we expected to, that we were trade that the Colts were trading for. They were giving up a first round pick for. The guy didn't average four yards a carry. No big deal. You're playing for Cleveland. You come into Indianapolis. The offensive line is not all that great, but we do have Andrew Luck. They have a they have a vertical passing attack with Bruce Arians. Now Bruce Arians is gone. You bring in Pep Hamilton. You want to install this power ground game. You bring in Trent Richardson. The the bowling ball of razor blades, right? Well, he was nothing of the sort. Couldn't even get the three yards of carry. But one interesting factor, at Pro Football Focus, they have those elusive ratings. And Trent Richardson graded out, I kid you not, as the number seven most elusive running back of 2013. That's incredible. Behind that offensive line, uh, he was ineffective. But the elusive ratings try to take away the offensive line factors. It takes it and says when the offensive line was not part of the play, when it's just running back versus defender, how did this guy do? How did this guy do when it's just running back versus defender? It tries to take away the weight of the offensive line, and it's just all about those one-on-one situations between the running back and the defender. And it said Trent Richardson was graded as the number seven most elusive running back. Now, everybody says, well, Donald Brown looked fantastic behind that offensive line. He looked better under the same offensive line. How does that explain it? Well, it's, it's, it isn't an easy answer. But, look, when you're the Colts and you have a power ground game and you have that power front and that, that offensive set that they would put uh, Trent Richardson in, that's not the same uh, offensive front that – an offensive set that instead of plays that Donald Brown was in, right? If you put Brown in the, in that same power formation that Richardson was in, he would have would have looked just as bad because that offensive line was really terrible, it was really bad, really bad. Uh, Brown is good and effective when he when he can uh, get out in space and you know look uh, when it's a single back formation and you have a, a little bit of beef up front on the line, and there's a potential for a, a passing uh, play, yeah, Brown looked good. But not when you're just trying to jam it up the middle with Richardson. It just didn't work over and over and over all repeatedly. And then Richardson also, he didn't look like he really knew the play. He just really didn't look good. I, I agree with everybody out there. 
But it reminds me of Marshawn Lynch. And what Marshawn Lynch looked like for Buffalo, there were teams that wouldn't touch Marshawn Lynch. His last few years in Buffalo, fantasy owners didn't want anything to do with Marshawn Lynch. Oh, God, 26th round, I'm not wasting a pick on Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> no, no, no. He goes to Seattle and look now. He's back. I see three things in Trent Richardson, and I'll just keep it at that. Talent plus opportunity plus pedigree, right? He has all three. And we've seen him completely break people's ankles in college, stop on a dime, take off, juke his way all the way to numerous touchdowns in college. Uh, Playing with Mark Ingram, he was clearly the better back. That doesn't really say a lot. But he he was a beast, and he still is. I think it's just going to take – it took him – he didn't have a good year. And and running backs are, are humans too. They're allowed to have bad years. Peyton Manning had a bad year, came back with a fantastic year. I'm not comparing the two. Uh, Matt Forte has had uh, a little bit of down time in the past, uh, I think in his second year. First year was great, second year not so good. People kind of gave up on him. Now look at him back as the number four running back. No Sean Moreno had a good rookie year, terrible second and third year, and look at him now. He's back. Now he probably won't be for the Broncos, but he's back. Not the first time that a running back has disappointed uh, and, and disappointed. I am actually doing okay. All right, good, good, good. I'm looking at um, I'm looking at NBA action tonight, and uh, yeah, I've got a pretty good team going right now. All right, I'm playing the games at DraftKings. It's a lot of fun to play. I haven't been tuning in for the last 30 minutes of the show, and now I'm number two overall in a pretty nice contest. First place is 950. Second place is 650. I'm in there against Must See TV franchise. Everybody knows that is Nelson Souza. Prime Tom 420. He's a big daily player. And Condia Inbox. There's Prime Time 420 again. There are several big names in here. So I would love, I would absolutely love nothing more than to come out of this league, the NBA 3K Showtime number three. I would love to win this league. That would be a nice score for me. I'm not a big NBA guy, but I've been playing every night. Every day I've been playing this year, and it takes a lot of work. It is a totally different beast than the NFL. I started with limited understanding of really what it takes to build a winner in daily. Now I kind of have it tuned in, and and we're going to be talking about it. We're launching a new section on our site for daily. Daily is just exploding, guys. Now let me let me get let me before I go too far. um, John Haskell is going to be joining us here in a minute. Uh, one of the former world champions of fantasy football. But uh, let, me, let me explain to you guys what's going to happen to you in daily. You're looking at daily and you're like, eh, it's okay. You're looking at daily and you might try it out. Eh, it's all right. Ah, I'm not a big salary cup guy. I like the draft. You know, that's how we all are. We're all, ah, we like the draft. But what will happen is it will keep creeping on you and creeping on you and creeping on you. And this is the year. 2014 is the year for daily. Last year, 2013, the doors were opened up, and your eyes are sort of peeking at it. And every once in a while, I may have told you about a contest that you're like, you know what, I'll give that a try. And maybe you did. This is the year, 2014, that you will play daily, and you will enjoy it like you never have before. And I'm just making a prediction. I've, I've been around the industry long enough to know what's hot and what's not. And even if you're not a big salary cap guy, just like I wasn't, 
it will grow on you and grow on you and grow on you and gnaw at you. And those prize pools will gnaw at you. So, patient, we will keep offering you. We don't want you to just throw your money away on those things. What we want to do is teach you how to win uh, and teach you how you can make a profit in daily. People quit their jobs. They're quitting their jobs and they're playing daily because so many people are playing. There's a lot of people that don't dig it like we do. There's only so many. You have to realize, if you're listening to this podcast, you're in the top 1% of fantasy football players out there, fantasy sports players. Top 1%. Yes, Pacers. Way to go, Dave West. 95, 94, two minutes, two and a half minutes to go. Portland is a heck of a good team. By the way, did you guys hear about Paul George? Paul George uh, tearing up the league, right? I mean, he's, he's just dominating. Uh dominating the league and looking like one of the top three NBA players in the league, and he's joined the dunk contest. They, they called that a foul. Okay. Uh, joining the dunk contest, uh, so we get to CPG Fly. That's the hashtag CPG Fly that you want to uh, root for Paul George in the dunk contest. Uh, and he's also made the All-Star game. This is the year that, he, that we feel like the Pacers will take out the heat in a best-of-seven series if they can get home court advantage. That's what this season is about for the Indiana Pacers. It's all about home court game seven. Uh, the problem is they could beat the Heat and then get beat by the Thunder, the way the Thunder and Durant is looking right now. It looks like he can't be beat. But it sounds like Paul George got a stripper pregnant, is from what I'm hearing. I don't know if this is a, this is a crazy rumor. Don't shoot the messenger here. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you think that he would probably have a little bit on his mind tonight and uh, for the next short while. I hope this doesn't mess with their with their season plans because it's going to get uh, going to get really messy for Paul George over the next nine months and the rest of his life. Uh, okay, so look, we're talking about daily. Uh, I'm going to bring in our guest for this evening, John Haskell. It's been um, been a while since I've had John on, and look, this is a former fantasy uh, football players champion, hundred thousand dollars in 2010. Johnny, my man, you at the mansion right now? What are you up to, my man? <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm, uh, Good to hear your I'm just voice. hanging out. Yeah, watching a little NBA action tonight. You're a big daily player, man. Matter of fact, because of your excitement, when I saw you in Vegas, I decided to get in more into daily. I was into daily, but I just kept talking to you, and you were into daily, man. You were in the zone, and you were getting trips to the Playboy Mansion and cashing big checks. What's that been like this year? You got another trip. You want another trip to the mansion. The only guy I know that's been out there twice. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, I started getting into it uh, during baseball last year uh, pretty seriously. Uh, I, you can see uh, there's a lot of money in it. Uh, there's It's almost a subculture of fantasy. Uh, I'll tell you, the daily space has their own set of superstars, uh, just like the high stakes world has theirs, and uh, you know, just like us, those guys—they're all awesome. Uh, great, great bunch of guys. I've, I've, uh, I've got to meet a lot of them a couple times, like you said, at the Playboy Mansion, and uh, um, it's just a real, real fun thing to do. Talking to John Haskell, Syracuse Slappers. For those of you that don't know the name by now, uh, he's taking his fantasy football success and parlaying it into the daily world like a lot of us are trying to do. We're trying to win it both. Uh, neither is more important. I think they're both pretty fairly, as, 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 as crazy as it sounds, 
I would have never thought I would say that about a salary cap game. But the fact that there's so many companies that are offering these huge prize pools for salary cap games, it makes it a little bit more appealing. Yeah, well, uh, you know, like you know, um, three sites last year for football gave away a million-dollar first prize. Uh, I, I mean, how do you not give that a chance? You know, I yeah, don't know. Some exciting weeks there, weeks 14, 15, and 16. Those were crazy, man, crazy. Yeah, it's exploding. It's exploding, and, and I think, uh, and from talking to a lot of guys over in that space, um, they want the crossover. They want the season-long guys to come over, the high-stakes guys to come over. Um, they, they want the competition, and they want to see how they stack up with us. And, they, you know, I know that a lot of them, play high stakes also season long. So it's uh, it's kind of like everybody wants to see where they stack up against each other. Yeah, I have noticed that uh, the more and more – I look, I've, I've been playing daily, and I said it earlier in the show. You might not have been listening, but I said it earlier in the show. I've been playing daily NBA every single day. I was playing daily NFL every single week, but now I'm said, you know what, I'm going to transition to daily NBA. And yeah. now I'm even playing daily golf or weekly golf because we have golf riders at school <laughs> yeah. bus, right? And so I just thought it would be fun to just go ahead and take their advice without me putting any any research into it at all. You know, I'm just taking my toolbox, my guys, writer's advice, putting it yeah. into as a team and letting it go. Now, this is a, we've only done it for a couple of weeks now, but it's kind of given me a feel for, uh, you know, how good my writers are here. But uh, uh, I've been playing yeah, NBA. Yeah, it's always it's good. Crazy. <laughs> it's a crazy beast. I have a link for everybody in the chat room and on the show page. For those of you listening at home, an NBA link, if you sign up, you, look, you can deposit 5 bucks. If you deposit 5 bucks, uh, you get a free 100% deposit bonus. I would, I would probably put in 20 or 50 just to get you started. And that way you, you get that money back through gameplay as well. But you also get a free ticket into an NBA contest. And, you know, through uh, you know, talking to me and going to a couple of sites that we can recommend, uh, Toolbox is going to be launching NBA as well. You, you get a feel for it. But, John, what I've learned the most is if you're not able to sit at your computer for the most part, at least from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock Eastern, when it tips off, you will lose. Because there's so much action in the last hour before tip-off every single night, it's insane. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And, and it's mostly that way with NBA and uh, with, with baseball. Um, the, the late scratch uh, last night was a, was a big uh, deal with the late scratches. Only you know there was only bogut. a couple a couple games. There was bogut. Boozer. There was um, um, boozer, boozer. Yeah, and you know of course if you play some of these sites don't have late swaps. Uh, DraftKings does, which is awesome. Uh, but some of these other sites that don't have late swaps, you have those guys in, and you're kind of screwed. Um, but uh, yeah, it's NBA like you. I, I this is the first year I really got serious about basketball um don't really know much about it never really followed it but uh it's fun um like you i think i'm still learning um basketball and, and honestly i'm just waiting for baseball um gotcha. pretty decent year last year and uh you know i want to parlay that into, into something bigger this year trailblazers are ahead 101 to 100 they're trying to run some clock they finally get fouled 22 seconds left they are at the line now It'll be interesting to see if the Pacers can pull this one out without Lance Stevenson 
Uh, but nice. I'm playing a 3K uh, tonight, and I noticed some familiar names. Must see TV. That's Nelson. I got Condi okay. in here. Prime time. Draft Chief, a real hot name right now. Inbox. And there's yeah. 30 of them oh, yeah. in here with a with a 109 entry fee. And I'm in first overall right now. I just oh, hope yeah. I can hang on, dude. I, I, I hope I can hang on. That's Get that would be, yeah, a, those be are, a real uh, nice. You know, those are win. some of the more. Uh, well-known names in Bailey, Condia, uh, Condia. I bought the only guy that I can compare him to is Chad Schroeder. Condia is the man in Bailey. Um, plays every day, every site, from a dollar to a thousand dollars. The money that's being thrown around is is just staggering. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. John Haskell is our guest. Syracuse Slappers, former FFPC world champ in 2010, won 100 grand, and he's also been out to the mansion. Um, that's Star Street, right? That's Star Street. Yeah, those guys, uh, Gerald Levine, Peter Jennings, and uh, and Nick. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name, but Nick, uh, <laughs> top notch guys. They're awesome. Um, like you said, they've had. Uh, their baseball and their football championships out of the Playboy Mansion, and uh, they're they're going to have their basketball championship at the mansion uh, next month. So uh, I'm trying to parlay the the, uh, the triple crown and and go out there for basketball, but we'll see. Wow, wow, that would be awesome. Well, it is something that I, that keeps us a little bit through. The Dynasty World Championship kind of keeps us through in the off season for the for the redraft players. Salary cap, look, it is it is a different game. It's not for everybody, uh, but it is a growing trend, and it I think eventually a lot more people will play it just because of the tremendous power of the prize pools that they have. Paces are down three. They finally hit it. He hit the three. Eight seconds left. George Hill ties the game. Oh, we could have overtime for you uh, if you have Pacers, uh, if you have Trailblazers, if you have LaMarcus Aldridge, maybe Danny Granger is the popular play tonight, obviously, on most of the sites out there. Oh, yeah. I got him everywhere. With the Stevenson injury, Granger uh, became very valuable. Uh, Some people took a shot on a George Hill. Paul George, going to be, again, a little bit of a a mystery to to me and and a risk for me to play until I see how all this – this personal drama stuff shakes out, so I hope it works out for him. But uh, let's take a look at this draft. This is how you won the big money. You won your hundred grand playing fantasy football, traditional twelve-team redraft. And I sent you a yep. link earlier tonight, and I put it here in the chat room. Uh, there's a lot of familiar names in this in this draft. Some of the best players in the world are playing in this. Is there anything that stands out to you that surprises you and that says, "Hey, I I'm going to have to take a second look." Uh, you know. Not- at this point, not nothing really stands out too much. Um, Keenan obviously, Allen, a lot, well, uh, you know, I, I like Keenan Allen. Uh, I liked him last year. Uh, the problem is with drafting this early is, you know, everybody is kind of drafting as if everybody, uh, all the players, are at full strength. I mean, you can see yeah. that with with Foster, and you can see it with um, uh, Julius Jones and or. Uh, uh, Julio Jones. Julio Jones, yeah. <laughs> Julius. Julius, um, the old cowboy. Yeah. yeah, I took him one year first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like you said, these guys all know what they're doing. Um, they're all great players. And, uh, you know, 
they're not ready to give up football yet. <laughs> yeah, I uh, a couple of picks that I thought were very interesting to me. Uh, the first four picks you can't really complain with Charles McCoy, Peterson, and Forte, Calvin, Eddie Lacy is the first kind of surprise in the draft at one six ahead of a lot of good wide receivers, especially in a year in yeah. which we kind of saw the, the, the passing of the torch, so to speak. Wide receivers, where it's at in the FFWC, obviously. And uh, Eddie Lacy was taken there. What do you think of that pick? You know, it, that could pan out. Uh, like I think you were saying earlier, uh, he had a pretty similar year to Marshawn Lynch, you know, who went middle second round. Um, you know, that could work out. It, it's all going to depend. The Packers, they kind of ran into some injuries this year. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers went down. If, if they come back healthy and the team is, is fully ready to go, that could be a great pick. The like DeMarco, DeMarco it, it's uh, it's 210. Yep. Uh, I think that's a pretty good pick to follow up with Peterson. Yeah, 10th um, running back off the board for uh, a guy who is a uh, legitimate, you know, top five caliber running back when healthy, and he, and he looked pretty healthy. Yeah, Pacers are in overtime. They have nice. sent the game to overtime. What do you think about the strategy element of some of these drafters? Uh, let's, let's, let's take a look over at the two-pick, Jethro, Jeff Odell, coming from the FFPC, or War Kittens, uh, John Duckworth, who starts with four wide receivers. Right. Uh, which well, which I, is more your flavor? You know, I think it depends. I, I was, uh, for a long time, I, I went uh, kind of with what John's doing, just loading up on receivers and trying to hit that home run later in the draft um, with a couple running backs. Uh, I think last year I, I went more of Jethro's uh, route. I, I think either one can work. It's just whatever – you hit on later in the draft. I mean, that's huge. Anybody can draft the first six rounds. You know, everybody, at this point, all of these players, they're all great at what they do. Um, it's those later rounds that are really winning it for people. Yeah, uh, I was never one to, to draft a, a quarterback early. Um, you know, Foles in the seventh round by Jethro, I think, is, is pretty big. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. Quarterbacks are, uh, you know, that's what we wait on. We always seem like we can wait on a quarterback. But if if, if Foles was still sitting there uh, around that seven or eight turn for me, I would have to start thinking about it. I mean, I, I'm the guy that always said, don't ever let Peyton Manning fall past the fifth round. That's my cardinal rule. Peyton in the fifth, right. you got to take him. Uh, and he went at 4-4 four, four here, so that's no surprise that Commando Pro has taken Peyton Manning. Uh, right. Gordon Jeffrey on that team. It's a very strong team. He's got Monty Ball, who looks like he'll probably be the star. You, do, you, do you think Moreno will be a Bronco, or do you think he's gone? Oh, God, you know, who who knows? Um, I think they're running into a little cap problems. Um, you know, I don't know exactly how much Moreno is is, uh, is against the cap right now, but they're going to have to decide, I think. Uh, they've got They've got, what, three or four? They've already got Ball, they got Moreno, they got, uh, you know, who, who knows what they're going to do. Chris Johnson is another guy that should be on his, could be on his way out the door in Tennessee. That Absolutely. would leave an opening for a free agent like a Ben Tate or somebody to come in and take a job. But then you have to ask yourself, where does Chris Johnson land? I say he could end up 
someplace like Oakland. What do you think? Uh, do you think Chris Johnson will be a fantasy relevant uh, anymore? He used to be. What do you think he'll be again? You know, I think he still has it. He's obviously got the talent. I think it's wherever he ends up and uh, what kind of system they put him in. Uh, Oakland, who knows? Uh, you know, he needs some place where they can get him in the open space and he can use that crazy speed he's got. Uh, I, I was pulling my hair out last year watching him week after week, and uh, they just were not, I didn't think, were using him the right way. I mean, they obviously know a lot more than I do. That's why they're in their positions. But you could see that they just needed to get him in the space and, and he could break it. He showed it. And uh, he just wasn't being used right, I didn't think. Uh, Very yeah, I think, he, I think he's still got it. It just depends on where he goes. It's, it's real interesting. When you think about Chris Johnson, you, I'm surprised that he was a top ten running back this year. He ranked number ten in FFWC scoring. Number right. ten overall. Uh, there's also a trivia here that I had for you, Johnny, and I just wanted to think. I wanted to – I've got a little counter here, and I want to see how many guesses it takes you to guess <laughs> the number three overall wide receiver of 2013. The number three number overall three. receiver in 2013. Let's see how many guesses it takes you. Oh, God. Uh, number three. Just anybody. Me. Just go uh, ahead. Just throw, throw somebody out there. Antonio Brown. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I wonder. I don't. I can't really see if you have a computer in front of you, but I, I'll give you. You got <laughs> it. Antonio it? Brown. <laughs> Antonio Brown is the answer. Uh, I gave that nice. question to several people this week, and uh, it took them forever. What do you think about Antonio Brown, long term and short term? Do you think this is a guy that can do what he did again? Because it doesn't look like anybody's really valuing him at that high in the draft. No, you can see it. He uh, he went what mid to to end mid to late second round. Um, I don't yeah. think he's going to fall off. I really don't. Um, he he's uh, he's a solid guy. Um, again, I think I think he uh, he's going to be another player that uh, it's going to depend on what his team does. And uh, but I, but I don't see it. I don't see it going down much. Yeah, he's not. He's not getting the love that uh, he, he his stats produce. It'll be interesting to see uh, if he can do it. Johnny, where can everybody find you if they want to chat with you, pick your brain, or just get feedback on uh, strategy talk about uh, about daily? Because if if you need daily advice, man, you're the you're the guy to go to. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Syracuse uh, Slapper. I think it's. Slapper with with one uh, no S. Let me check for you. Yep, Syracuse Slapper. Slapper. Uh, I can be found in any of the chat rooms, pretty much. Uh, FFWC. I, I try to get on there and uh, and check their message boards. Um, yeah, or just or just uh, send me a message. Johnny Haskell, the 2010 FFPC champ, also big player in daily now. You'll see the Syracuse slapper. And you think, how long do you think these uh, last question here? How long do you think the Syracuse Orangemen and uh, college basketball are going to be able to keep this up, man? You oh, know, come on, God. you can't they're last due. here, right? It's, they're, it's no, due. they're due for a loss. They're, they're, I could see them if if they don't lose 
before they go down to Duke, uh, I don't see them winning in that Duke. Oh, but, great uh, game. That, great game against Duke. What a fantastic game that was. Crazy game. Crazy. Uh, you that, know, set the record that, that for one, that. that. That game was the Louisville game from last year with a better ending for your Orangemen. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they're Don't looking good. Have... I mean, they're, they're uh, yeah. you know, it is what it is. I, I don't know how well they'll do in the tourney, but, uh, you know, right now they're undefeated. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do very well, my man. Final four team last year, they uh, they were real close to uh, making that uh, rematch with Louisville. That would have been uh, one hell of a game to see. But Johnny, thank you for being on, man. I won't keep you any re- the rest of the night. I'll let you go and enjoy your NBA. Thanks, brother. You too. Good luck. All right, my man. Yep. Bye bye. Johnny Haskell, uh, Syracuse Slappers, man. Uh, look, great daily player, great regular season drafter. That's the thing. You start uh, with regular season, daily just kind of digs into you and gets your claws in. And, look, I recommend DraftKings. I personally recommend, I I tell you right now, there are other good sites out there, but DraftKings, bar none, best software out there, most reliable, most fun and easy to use, and affordable gameplay. Pretty much you can find affordable gameplay everywhere, but the prize pools are huge. You can play for a quarter. You can play for a dollar. You can play for five dollars. You can play for a hundred. Whatever kind of stakes are you're comfortable with, uh, you can find something uh, that's good for you, and it gives you it gets you your feet wet. That's the that's the main thing. Uh, and don't always go for broke. You don't always have to go for broke. Uh, guys, look, there's a lot going on right now in the, uh, the at the FFWC. Uh, we are going to start talking about drafting early. I mean, why not draft a main event team after the NFL draft? How exciting would that be? Are you in favor of it? Are there any cons? I would love to hear. If you have uh, pros and cons of drafting in the main event tournament or Roto Bowl as early as May, we usually, we usually don't start until the end of July. And we start – but we're talking about it with the, with the popularity of fantasy in the off season. If you want to draft early and you feel like you have a beat on everybody else and you know who to take, I say go for it. I say go for it. Uh, but I, I'm definitely interested in, in hearing your takes, 347 You can call, you can email, whatever is more comfortable for you. At SF Toolbox, I want to tell you about a couple of key things that I, I want you to check out. We have a couple of articles up. Seven NFL Players Whose Stats Don't Tell the Whole Story by Matt DeLima. We also have the IDP version up. up. We also have the 2014 preseason NASCAR rankings. Boogity, boogity. Uh, yep, you can, uh, you can get your NASCAR rankings at FF Toolbox. Uh, award-winning uh, rankings and projections at FF Toolbox. You can definitely do that. We're launching baseball soon. Sean Child is going to be bringing his premium content over to FF Toolbox. You're going to get advice from the best in the, in the business. One of the best high-stakes fantasy baseball players around. I'm not a big baseball guy. That's why I said, look, I've got to fill the gap. I want to make sure that we have Toolbox represented with the very best information out there. I can't give it in baseball. I just can't. i got a wife and two kids. If I pick up another fantasy sport, she's going to disown me. Um, but that's why we brought in Sean Child. He'll be there. He'll give you all that uh, that you need for baseball. I can't believe I'm still in first place in this NBA, guys. I can't believe it. This is going to be my biggest cash, guys. If I can hold this thing down, 
Uh, is there anybody that's going to come after me? Is there anybody that's going to catch me? Oh, there may be one guy, Rigby, with 250 points. He, he's down points right now, and he's got 52 minutes to my seven. Man, if there's a guy that comes in here and beats me for this, I'm going to be so devastated. Absolutely devastated if somebody comes and snipes this from me. And it could definitely happen. There's a couple of guys that are charging late. Uh, and hopefully I can hang on, but there's going to be some late games coming on here. Uh, what else is going on at Toolbox? Yeah, I, I mentioned the NASCAR. I mentioned the NFL articles. We're also going to be putting out our fantasy awards here. But there are some players whose stats really are deceiving. It happens every year. You look at the stats. You know, Chris Johnson, you can't count on top ten numbers from him just because he's a top ten back. Look at Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was the fourth best fantasy quarterback. Is he really the fourth best? 4,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. He's not going to return to top five numbers. If anybody disagrees, call me up. Let me know. There's no way that Andy Dalton returns to top five numbers. Don't see how that's going to be possible. Uh, wide receiver-wise, it'll be interesting to see uh, if Pierre Garçon can get up into that top 10, he was at number 11 last year. Andre Johnson was at 10. You might think with the quarterback issues there, probably a rookie quarterback, that he falls out of the top 10. Demarius is another lock. Calvin's a lock. Gordon, again, we already talked about him in the program, the head case issue. A.J. Green seems like a lock. What a great year for the Chicago wide receivers, Jeffrey and Marshall. I'll tell you right now, I said it last week, I would take Alshon Jeffrey in a draft pick for Josh Gordon right now. I would half be tempted to trading Alshon uh, to Josh Gordon straight up for Alshon Jeffrey just so I wouldn't have to live with the anxiety of that kid goofing up, right? I, I, I wouldn't be uh, opposed to that. There are uh, scouting profiles over at FF Toolbox that are keeping you up to date with the Sammy Watkins of the world, the Teddy Bridgewaters. The Marquise Lee. These are names you should know, fantasy players. Eric Ebron, Chase Amaro. These are some of the tight ends in the league. Uh, you keep up to date with FF Toolbox. We will continually add every single draft prospect up until and through the combine, which I'm going to be going to. I'm, I'm going to be going to this year. We've got FF Toolbox passes uh, to go to the scouting combine. If you're in Indianapolis, why wouldn't I go, right? Um, we will be there. We also, like I said, we're going to be launching a daily segment of the site so that you can start interacting with daily and learning the ropes. We've recruited a couple of very, very talented daily players to teach you how to manage your money. There's so many game options that can be very overwhelming for a new player. We want to show you how to navigate through that by playing a $2 tournament and a $2 heads-up game. And, uh, and just, you know, in basketball. Or maybe in, a, in an NFL, you're willing to put up 10 or 20 bucks and put up a 10 to $20 side game, you know, just for some fun. You have to know what you're doing and ma manage your money so that you don't throw all your winnings into one big tournament and lose it all in one week. You have to know about bankroll. Some of these terms that we're not real comfortable with in fantasy because fantasy is not supposed to be <laughs> considered gambling. But when you operate with the with the daily sites, you have money on account, and you're using your funds, and you're looking at overlays and all these other words. You almost you have to be very careful and, and, and figure out how to manage your bankroll so you don't blow it all in one given night because you could. The software will let you enter as many if you're feeling super confident. 
kind of the general rule of thumb is don't ever bet more or, or, or enter more. Uh, I almost said the B word. Don't ever enter more than 30% of your bankroll on any given night. That's just a, a very aggressive. If you're putting 30% down, that's a very aggressive night for you. Otherwise, look, 5%, 10%, safe number, very safe number. Uh, guys, that's that's it, man. Dynasty Football World Championship, make sure you're checking the message board every single day. If somebody decides to put their team up for sale, you'll find out about it on the message board. You can go to the, the FF Toolbox message board and subscribe to the Dynasty Football for Sale thread so that you can keep – it will email alert you when a team is posted in that thread. That way you can jump on it if a team becomes available. Look, there were team. There was a team last week that came available with Corderell Patterson, Doug Morton, Aaron Rodgers, um, several several good players like that, and it was gobbled up in five minutes. You know, and so you want to keep your your eye on that thread. It's called the Dynasty Teams for Sale thread. Uh, let me see this team here. It sold out in minutes. Uh, here we go, right here. Doug Martin, Stacy. No, no, that's not it. Here it is. Rogers, Le'Veon Bell, Corderell Patterson, Justin Blackman, and Jimmy Graham. It lasted 23 minutes. That's kind of a long time for that team. But they also have draft picks as well. You can do what you want with them. Uh, okay, for all you NBA fans, uh, those games are going on. Uh, congrats! Look, this game in the Pacers, 113 to 110. Indiana is up by three with 57 seconds. You never know what's going to happen in this game. Good luck to all of you in your leagues. Uh, NBA is, is here to hold you over. Baseball will be starting. NASCAR will be starting. And I'm just trying to hold the fort down for the NFL season so the draft can get here. As soon as the NFL draft is here, we're drafting our dynasty team the very next day. On Monday morning, that next Monday morning, we're drafting our dynasty team. So, that's the way it's going to go. And, uh, guys, I appreciate you being here on Red vs. Blue. We look forward to Mike being back and providing that old Kentucky banter that he always does and uh, makes me look good when he does. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, and uh, make sure to hang out on Toolbox all week. We'll see you. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.